Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 214. My name is J.J.M. Clark, I am your host, and welcome back, kids, to the L5J Studios. This week, something, something very, very special I am going to bring to you. It's a bit of a leftover from Fan Expo. It's a little bit of a Fan Expo after dark, if you will. This week, we bring to you the return of the handsome Genius Club. That's right, kids. If you are unfamiliar with the Handsome Genius Club radio show, it is a former radio show hosted by our very, very good friend, Mr. Anthony Rutgazer, also the writer of The First Hero from Action Lab Entertainment, as well as the creator of Heroes of Homeroom C and his new self-publishing endeavor, The Aristocrats. Uh, A while back, a couple years ago, Anthony, who you might also know as a.k.a. Anthony Kingdom James, if you are at all familiar with his career as a former professional wrestler on the Toronto indie scene, uh, he did a a show. It was called the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Uh, He had lots of cool guests, including Larry Hama, uh, the modern-day creator of G.I. Joe lore. It was a very, very cool show. Uh, That show went to the wayside, as did his professional wrestling career, so that he could concentrate on creating comic books, and creating comic books he did. And now that he is creating comic books, as he has been inspired, he's been inspired to return to the microphone. Uh, that's right. He has brought back the Handsome Genius Club uh, podcast. And what we did is we went back to his house, I believe Friday night after Fan Expo a couple of weeks ago. He had uh, creator Dan Mendoza of Zombie Tramp, also from Action Lab, shacked up with him. So what did we do? We went back to Anthony's and we potted. He called it a swap pod. I believe that's what uh, his hero, Mr. Doug Stanhope, calls him. But uh, for five years and 214 episodes around here, we've called it a classic crass pad. So tonight, I bring you a crass pad between an elegant weapon and the return of the Handsome Genius Club, featuring Anthony Rutgeza and Mr. Dan Mendoza. So, are we gonna swap cast this? We do you, can. Do you want this? You'll as need well? to hook me up with it, but I'm yeah, glad I, to drop I can it. send it to you. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Rutgazer, and this is the Handsome Genius Club podcast, not radio show anymore. Should I, I stick with radio show? No. No. It's not a radio show. Right. I hate when they do that shit. Well, that's my internet. point. Yeah. Internet so. radio show. You mean podcast? Podcast? Yeah. Handsome genius is enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be editing all of this out. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome you all to the Handsome Genius Club with your host, Kingdom James, the world's nerdiest black man. The perfect blend of Albert Einstein and Pac-Man. Or better yet, Peter Griffin and Barack Obama. Giving your mama and Jabba the hut of her a Karana. Yo, I'ma give you some X-ray views. To see his thoughts and watch a battle royal break loose. Cause in his mind, Captain Kirk, power bomb Spock. Tony Soprano giving Tony Stark a headlock. Spidey and Johnny Quest teaming up on Doc Ock. Dexter, Duplex, and Destro want an Xbox. 
Titanic. As the blood keeps spilling, grinning as Homer Simpson, squashes Paris Hilton. Gosh, a Lego building is where he went to school. But Harry knows he's saying that motherfucker's cool. He's seen the 12 Cylons, so how could he be lame? Boba Fett couldn't capture the brain of Kingdom James. Here's Kingdom. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the all new Handsome Genius Club podcast. I'm your hero, your host, and the original handsome genius himself, comic book writer and soon-to-be publisher, Anthony Rutgazer. Many of you may also know me as longtime independent professional wrestler, Anthony Kingdom James, but however you know me and whatever reason you had to download this episode of the show, I'd like to welcome you and thank you for listening. I say all new Handsome Genius Club podcast because this show has existed before, uh, starting back in the fall of 2008. I began the show with the help of Donnie Abreu, uh, Dan Feraldo, and TJ Habibi, and carried on off and on for a few years. The, uh, the show started as a weekly conversation about pop culture, comic books, TV, movies, uh, stand-up comedy, toys, tech, and sports, uh, and some porn. <laughs> uh, there were lots of great interviews, informative discussions, and news segments, and Plenty of nonsense along the way. Uh, since I ended the show, I've been toying with the idea of restarting it and finally decided uh, that I would just go ahead and do it. Um, this incarnation, this current incarnation, uh, will still be driven by discussions and interviews about various things in pop culture, as well as a peek into the lives of myself and the friends and co-conspirators I invite to join me on the show each week. Uh, speaking of which, this past weekend here in Toronto was the annual Fan Expo Canada comic book and pop culture convention. Fan Expo, for those of you who don't know, it now occupies both the north and south buildings of the Metro Toronto Convention Center, and attendance for the four-day event has grown to over 125,000 people a year, putting it uh, near the top of the list with uh, San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con as as uh, one of the oh and Salt Lake City as as one of the biggest shows in North America. Um, you will meet each and every one of those hundred twenty five thousand people. By the way, if you attempt to travel back and forth between the North and South buildings on either Saturday or Sunday afternoon of the show, it is friggin' excruciating. It's like a zombie walk. Um, I was a guest of the convention again this year, which is n will never stop being cool to me. Uh, so my thanks have to go out to the show organizers, uh, Informa Incorporated, who now own the show, and especially to uh, comic book guest coordinator Kevin Boyd and show rep Paul McCartney for their help and assistance. And to Gramit Sethi from Exhibitor Relations. Uh, I was set up in Artist Alley amongst a row of creators, mostly associated with the up-and-coming Canadian publishing company, uh, Chapter House Comics. Uh, seated next to me was Danny Zabal, who has been a friend for about 20 years now and uh, was also the artist on the second volume of my comic book series, The First Hero. Danny is... Uh, besides just being a great friend and a, and, a, and a good guy, he is now the writer and artist of his own series, Life, Death, and Sorcery, which is being published by that aforementioned chapter house. 
It's coming out quarterly, and, and issue two just came out. It's a terrific book. And if you don't find it in your local comic shop, which you really should do, uh, you can get it digitally on comicsology.com or in the online store at chapterhouse.ca. Uh, Danny will be on the show in a few weeks, hopefully, to talk about life, death, and sorcery, as well as the torture of having collaborated with me on the first hero. Um, the show itself was great. I I loved attending this show before I uh, was a comic book creator. So um, being able to be a guest and be recognized as a professional writer by the show is uh, equally great. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, surrounded by a lot of good people. Um, sitting beside Danny and I were uh, creators like uh, Paris Allen, a uh, young creator, uh, Ron Salas and uh, Jay Torres to my right, and further down the row, guys like um, Richard Pace, um, Rossi Gifford, uh, Fearless Fred, uh, Fred Kennedy, who you may know from, uh, I want to say CFNY Radio here in Toronto. Oh, man, I hope I didn't get that wrong. I should look that up and edit that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Jason Liu, who does uh, Pitiful Human Lizard. A um, lot of really great creators. And, of course, I mean, the show had a lot of really good friends and creators. People that I got to see. I spent more time with friends than I did. I'm, I mean, I didn't even make an attempt to go see the Frank Millers and... and, and uh, um, some of the larger creators that were guests of the show this time. Uh, I was more interested in uh, spending the little time I got away from my table seeing friends like Marvin Law and Ty Templeton and uh, Sam Agro and uh, uh, Jay Fosgett. And, you know, it just have it, it's, it's as much a social experience as it is business. And business was good, actually. Uh, you know, I, I, I often say I'm, a, as a creator at conventions, I'm selling one product, the, the first hero. And as I prepare to start self-publishing, um, that'll expand. But the response to the first hero was good this year. And, um, you know, uh, came close to selling out of a few things, which is great. And... Moving forward, comic book conventions for me personally have to be more about business than they are about um, socializing or getting a few days off of the day job. You know, it, it, they have to make a pro pay for themselves and make a profit and uh, get the word about the stuff that I'm creating, the product that I'm creating out there to new fans, get books into new hands and in front of new eyes. So uh, this was a good step in the right direction for me. It was it was a good weekend. My the only <laughs> the only bad thing I have to say about this the the weekend, and if you know me at all, uh, folks, you know that there has to be something for me to bitch about. Uh, the only thing I have to bitch about was I decided to get uh, a photo with Stanley, and if. You're not familiar with the way comic book and pop culture conventions work these days. There's photo ops. You can pay to uh, get your photo taken with 
certain celebrities and guests of the show. And one of them this year was Stan Lee, and they'd been advertising this as Stan Lee's last Canadian convention. I don't know if that's true, because at Megacon Orlando, he apparently told an audience that he's not retiring from doing conventions. I think Stan Lee is 93 now. Um, but, you know, he's still pretty spry. So, um, and he, he seems to enjoy doing these shows. But uh, um, I got to meet Stan Lee about 20 years ago in San Diego when Lee Motor and I were there for one of, uh, they used to have a uh, business expo. Um, San Diego used to be a week long. It was three days of business expo and four days of the convention. So the business expo was just creators, publishers, retailers, and distributors back when, uh, there were more distributors. There were 13 major North American distributors, not just diamond. It's not a slight against diamond. They, you know, obviously won that war. Right. Um, but yeah, there were, it was, it was business expo. Um, and we got to meet, Stan Lee, and uh, it was great. Uh, you know, we introduced ourselves. Lee was uh, working at DC at the time and had only been in the business a uh, handful of years. I was trying to break in as a writer, trying to find work as a writer, and didn't know, didn't know shit from Shinola. Didn't know my head from a hole in the ground. Had no idea how much I didn't know and had no idea what I was doing wrong. Um, so as you can see, it took me... <laughs> What, like 15 more years, 18 more years to break into the business? Way to go, Anthony. Um, but we met, we met Stan, we introduced ourselves, told him what we were doing there, and um, he launched into this great um, dad speech about watch your back with these crooks and <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, how, you know, they were... They were businessmen and they were out for the company and, they, you know, you, you had to you had to watch your back with them. And then a retailer walked up uh, as we were talking to him and introduced himself and like a snap of the fingers, uh, Stan turned into a cordial, happy to meet you, Stan. And he was a high Excelsior true believer and he, uh, uh, and, he and schmoozed this retailer for a couple of minutes and Motor and I just stood there in awe at how he was able to turn on that Stanley charm so quickly. It was fantastic. So quickly and convincingly. Um, it's amazing. It's, it wasn't, it's, it wasn't fake. He, he recognized us as, you know, a motor as a peer and me, somebody trying to become a peer. And he gave us the frank advice of watch your damn back. And then, he saw the retailer, which is the true customer of the creator or, 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 of the, the the comic book company, and and gave him the the howdy, how are you? And it was it was fantastic. And then we got to take a photo with him. Um, and I don't the reason I took this photo, the reason I wanted to do the photo op this time is because I don't have that photo. I never had that photo. Just after I got back from San Diego, the camera that the film, yeah, film. Kids will never understand the, the 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 hardships of having to take finish a roll of film and, with nothing and take it in and get it developed. At, oh my god, at a photo lab! But I never got that chance because the camera was stolen out of my mother's Volvo 
in a uh, um, a car wash in downtown Toronto, and we didn't notice for a couple of weeks because you know we didn't have anything to take photos of. It's not like today you got your camera and your camera's in your phone, phone's in your hand all the time. You take photos of your food for God's sake. Nobody took photos of their food in the in the in the mid nineties unless they were working for Epicure magazine. Oh, okay, so that is officially my first old man rant of the new series. Okay. Uh, anyways, but I didn't have that photo anymore. And uh, and I hadn't taken the opportunity in years past. And I decided, just in case this really is his last trip to Canada, I'm going to get the photo. The excruciating part was the two hours uh, surrounding getting the photo taken. There was it, it was lining up. First, it was a giant cattle call for people who were getting photo, going for photo ops. Literally a thousand people li- waiting in a big crowd, a big unruly crowd, waiting for Stan Lee, waiting for Mark Hamill, uh, waiting for Daniel Panabaker and other people. They finally got that organized. After the cattle call, it was really well organized. Problem was that Stanley was a little late in coming for the one thirty uh, photo op, so it was standing and waiting and waiting and waiting and shuffling back and forth as they moved us, and then moving into position and then waiting and waiting and moving and shuffling and uh, and of course you know you only get a few seconds and Stanley said hello to me I said hello to him and thanked him for uh, coming to the show took the photo. And then they they're done digitally, so they're they're automatically sent to printers. And I had also uh, paid an extra couple of bucks to have it emailed to me. Um, so you, you, once you pick up the photo, they have to scan your ticket, and it'll be emailed to you instantly. Now, of course, the problem is uh, the printer that my photo in uh, runs out of ink or paper or whatever runs out of everything and is down so my photo is stuck in the uh <laughs> in in this printer in the uh, waiting to be uh, waiting for the printer to be changed and and I'm standing there and it's taking it's another 20 minutes as I as people cons- constantly apologize to me for the wait and I don't even want to make eye contact cuz I'll drop an f bomb uh, so I just I just kind of shut my mouth and poli- politely waited as patiently as I could because I needed to get my ticket scanned for it to be emailed to me. They offered to bring it to me at my table, um, but I needed to get it, the ticket scanned to get the email version, the JPEG version as well. So, you know, I didn't want to... If I had handed them my ticket and gone back to my table and waited for them, I know it had just turned into another cluster F. So I waited. And I got it, and I'm very happy with it. It's on my, it's on a bunch of my social media, so you've probably seen it by now. Um, very happy. And look, if, that, if that's the worst thing that happened to me over the weekend, I'm doing pretty well. I had to wait in line to get a photo with Stanley. So... Eh, you know, it was good. Anyways, um, today on the show, I haven't even mentioned it yet. Today on the show, uh, two guests, we had a conversation uh, a few days ago, Thursday night after the first night of the show. Uh, first is 
um, is Jason Clark. Jay Clark is the host of his own podcast, An Elegant Weapon, on which I've been a guest uh, numerous times and have always been grateful for that. So um, Jay and I, when I decided, I'm you know what, I'm finally going to pull the trigger on this and do a new podcast, uh, I asked Jay if he wanted to do it during Fan Expo. And we'd swap cast it, so you're going to the audio you're going to hear in the uh, second segment of this show is also available at an elegant weapon, um, which is also available on iTunes and points of interest, podcasts of interest, points of interest, POI, uh, and an elegant weapon uh, own website. Uh, I'll, I'll put all that information into the, the, the tag information for this episode when it goes on online. Um, so you'll be able to find it. And, uh, joining us also is, uh, a friend of mine, Dan Mendoza, who is a writer and artist. He does a comic book called zombie tramp, which is published by action lab, same publishers as the first hero. And, uh, he's working on a new book called Dollface which just had a very successful Kickstarter project, and uh, that'll be coming your way soon. I know a preview of the first issue, a special edition of the first issue, was available last weekend at uh, Baltimore Comic-Con, and uh, so Dan and I actually looked online and found a few copies of it on eBay already, um, and selling for between 30 and and $100 American. So uh, get it while you can, kids. Um, yeah, so, uh, the next segment of the show will be that, uh, about an hour that we recorded. It is a rambling, sometimes nonsensical <laughs> conversation between three comic book nerds about, uh, comics and our lives and assorted nonsense. I'm not editing a damn word of it, so hopefully we didn't say anything that I get us in trouble with anybody. Uh, um, but I, I hope you enjoy it. Some of these episodes will be more structured than others as far as the style of interview I do. Uh, some of them will be like this episode where it's an opening from me and then whatever audio I've recorded with my guests. And, you know, I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to try and keep episodes to between, um, you know, 45 minutes at the shortest, hour and a half at the longest. So I better shut up pretty soon and get to segment two. Um, and some episodes, I'm, I'm going to try and do some more creative things. You know, some inspired by other great podcasts I've heard, like uh, Dan Harmon's Harmontown, uh, Doug Stanhope's Doug Stanhope podcast. It used to be the Shot Clog podcast. Now it's just Dan Doug Stanhope podcast. Uh, I'm trying to find a dungeon master so that we can record a hour and a half, hopefully hour to hour and a half, uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign, which I will put on the air, uh, when it happens and when we record it, that's just a plan. Um, I'm planning on capturing live audio from, uh, the Air Canada Center during, uh, Survivor Series weekend with fans and wrestlers as the WWE comes up here for Survivor Series. There'll be plenty of the, the two heaviest uh, heaviest forms of content on this show will be comic books 
and wrestling and uh, some Lego and some more porn. Uh, you know, these are the things that is going to be about what I like. And if you like listening to conversations about what I like, great. If not, you know, there are other shows. I won't, I won't blame you. Well, I'll blame you if I find out. You know, I'll take it really personally and I'll hold you. I'll be really bitter about it. But hopefully the show is good and you'll like it and you'll stick around. Coming up after the break, conversation between myself, Jay Clark, and Dan Mendoza from Fan Expo Canada here in Toronto. They recorded September 1st, 2016. I hope you enjoy and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Anthony Redgazer, and welcome to the Handsome Genius Club podcast. Uh, and we're going to be swapcasting this, so you should also be hearing this via my good friend Jason Clark and an elegant weapon. Hello, everyone. <laughs> my, my name is Jay. Jay M. Clark. Jay, the Jedi Ross. Ross, Jedi Jay. That's me, an elegant weapon. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> That that's why we can't call this radio. That's that's yeah. definitely podcast. Uh, you're you're not you're not WWE material. You're definitely from the indies, uh, <laughs> bingo halls. Uh, and joining us, the Legion. Is, At least give me the Legion, man. No, join, <laughs> well, bingo hall implies ECW somehow. Um, joining us is uh, our good friend, writer and artist. Uh, uh, what's your name? Dim, Dim, Johnny Mendez. Steve Melendez. No, uh, Dan Mendoza, the writer and artist of Zombie Tramp and creator as well, right? Everything. 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 Yeah. Everything. Well, yeah, you're doing. People so coming you... up to my table, they're like, so are you like the artist? I'm like, I'm the everything. <laughs> That's what I was talking to Danny Zabal about. Because he yeah. inks, he colors, he letters, he does the everything. The only thing I don't do is letter. Cause... Well, you don't you do everything, the, then, do you? I tried. I tried to Who letter. does your lettering, then? you got to give uh, credit. Dwanch? No. We, uh, Dave Dwanch apparently is too expensive for us. So, <laughs> so uh, we got... Oh. I don't even know his last name. We got Adam... No, Adam Woollett. Adam Woollett is my letterer. And he Dwanch is too expensive. For his own Dave, company? Dave. Yes, Dave Dwan decided that, work? that oh, Dave. he needs a higher page rate, so they're like, well, we don't need you then. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, of course, the Handsome Genius Club, We ha- I haven't done the show in a few years now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into the podcast game. Um, of course, I am a comic book writer and former professional wrestler, and uh, Jay, a, a voracious consumer of comic books and marijuana. Because uh, <laughs> that's what defines me. Yeah. Well, hey, look, you're not gonna get a press pass. We might as well. Well, yeah. I guess it defines into me it. enough to keep me shunned from society. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, at least nine meters away from the front of the building. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and of course of of course uh, Mendoza here the 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 successful member of this trio. Tonight. I didn't get a straight answer out of you earlier. Where are you located? Out of- <laughs> he doesn't have a straight answer. Really Do you really have- not have a home somewhere? Yeah, I don't. I like. Where's your gitch, man? Where you keep it all? Right now, my stuff is half in, half and half. It's half in one state and half in the other. Of what state? Uh, it's unknown. 
Okay. <laughs> where were you no, born, my, at least? At least uh, give I me where you were born. I was born in Sacramento, California. Oh, that's cool. And then at the age of 13, through a divorce, I ended up moving to horrible Southern California, Los Angeles. But you're a Cali boy then. Yes. All right. Okay. That gives me some horrible. sort of perspective. No, but around. That's the white Toronto's so amazing like, to you. <laughs> of this year, around March, I decided that, that I should go to Seattle because it's so awesome and there's no sun. But then uh, <laughs> Seattle decided that they don't like zombie tramp books and they'll never carry it in their yeah stores. you were telling me so this now, yesterday yeah, so now i'm packing up and moving to vegas where they love me I, we're, we're we're doing this so half-assed here let me let me uh, let you in on what's going on it's uh as we speak it's it's september 1st 2016 and uh the three of us are together here in toronto ontario canada for uh fan expo canada the annual four day just before labor day comic book convention and pop culture exposition and um uh mr mendoza has made his first trip north of the border to attend because zombie tramp is ridiculously popular with uh uh miscreants with money uh (laughs) people come up to dan is dan is is well known for uh amongst amongst other comic book professionals for regular comic book convention deliveries of red bull and rockstar yes. and donuts from I got uh, a four pack of rocks of red bulls today uh one rockstar and some authentic uh, canadian syrup maple syrup mm. 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 was it did it come in a bottle shaped it's like in a, a glass yeah no it's in a glass bottle with a tiny little handle oh, but is the okay. is the bottle know. shaped like a maple leaf no or no, is it shaped let me, like? Let me try to fold. It looks really like right. a Crown Royal bottle, then. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I thought it was alcohol. It's like a mini glass jug. It says like it's called Bio Pure One Hundred Percent or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that could be. Uh, oh, it's Irresistibles, man. That could. Oh, <laughs> you know okay. What that is it's no. no name. It's our no name brand. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I was gonna like the yellow no name. That's oh, that's like. I was gonna. Process. I was gonna say it that could be. Real. It's my, not real. It's a lie. No, Might be cash oil. It says bio. I'm sorry to spoil it, but that's bio pure. It's yeah. It says organic. Yeah. yeah, Irresistibles yeah. is like totally like our president's choice, like selection. Yeah. That's like, yeah, yellow no name brand. I'm still gonna put it on my egg <laughs> waffle. <laughs> but I got some at home, and I'm going home tonight. Nice. I'll, I'll hook you up tomorrow, man. Nice. I'll hook you up with some real maple syrup. <laughs> so, uh, so, so uh, Dan is publishing uh, Zombie Tramp through Action Lab Comics, who were the publisher. Uh, I'm already using the past tense, who were the publisher of my comic book series, The First Hero. Uh, and Dan is doing a new book. Tell us about the new book. A uh, new book is called uh, Dollface. It's, um, eat, it's Eat the Mic. Really? Like in all up in yeah, it? Yeah, or speak oh, up. Man. One or the other. Dude. Okay, the, yeah, the new book is called Dollface. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an addition to the Zombie Tramp universe. And uh, it entails a story about a ball-jointed doll that's a witch hunter. So it's these two kids get together. They decide they're going to make a sex robot. And um, they try to give it a soul, like using, like, black magic. And it turns out they pull in a soul of a 17th century witch hunter into this doll. So, <laughs> so, so, she, so she wakes up, freaks out. She's in present time. And then she finds out the, doll, the witches that killed her family are still alive. So she starts hunting them all down. Nice. And uh, for, for people who don't know, give us the elevator pitch on Zombie Tramp. Uh, Zombie Tramp is basically the story of this high-priced skull girl that was murdered and comes back as this mystical, empowered zombie that uh, decides that 
her life sucks so bad, so now she's going to do something about it, even though she's dead, and start traveling across America, hunting down everybody that ruined her life and slaughtering them. Revenge. <laughs> Zombie revenge. That's so, fucking awesome, man. So it's, dis- like, it's like that whole thing, uh, like, now that you're dead, what are you going to do with your life? Nice. Think, yeah. So so Disney's going to be optioning this. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, Amblin Entertainment <laughs> actually is going to get it. You want to get that you want to get that bicycle with ET in the yes. basket at the front of the movie. Yes. Oh man. So how are you how are you finding Toronto so far, man? Your first um, trip north of the border. It's cool. Everybody's really nice. But the drive back to your place was scary as fuck. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> sh- a lot of shitty drivers tonight. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. It's not usually so bad. It's not it usually was, so bad, yeah. but I it mean was, for a th- it was like Miami style. For a Thursday night it was some fucked up. Well, how shit. about the con today for a Thursday? Yeah, it was Holy packed. I couldn't shit. Yeah. get phone reception for a while, and it was just it was just horrible. Yeah, Fan Expo, uh, which has been running here in Toronto for all uh, twenty something years, and is now owned by uh, Informa Group, who also do. Uh, they just bought Boston Comic Con. That's right, Boston. Get ready, Boston. Nice. Yeah. They they bought Boston. Boston. They do Dallas. They do Orlando and Tampa Bay and. Uh, here at home, a couple of shows here in Toronto, plus Fan Expo Vancouver and Fan Expo Regina. And, Calgary. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Calgary is a different group. Calgary, Calgary no, is Fan Expo Cal- no, Calgary. It is it? the Calgary, um, Calgary Comic Book and Entertainment Expo. Oh, Cal- the group that runs Calgary also does Edmonton and Saskatoon. Huh. So there's a couple of little conglomerates in Canada for shows. Uh, Informa has Toronto, Vancouver, Regina. Uh, <laughs> Regina. <laughs> calm down. Sounds <laughs> like you're about to sing Yakko song. Uh, and <laughs> then... Vancouver, Toronto, and... No, no, no. Though I have somebody who can, who can actually sing the, 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 the country impressive. song. Um, He's here, Rob Paulson. He's at Fan Expo. His name oh, okay. is Robert yeah. Paulson. <laughs> yeah. oh. His name is Robert Paulson. In yeah. death. In death, you have a name. Yeah. His name <laughs> is Robert Paulson. Project Mayhem has a name. <laughs> His name so. is Robert Paulson. Uh, yeah, the group so Wasn't there. that Jared Leto saying that shit? A young, no, Jared, no. young Jared Leno no, Leto the other was guy. saying that. The other guy who's in everything. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> no, the other guy. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Like the Michael Kane. The, the guy at the end who's like, "Sir, you don't look so good." I don't. That guy. I, yeah, I don't like the number one is. like sidekick heavy guy. He's <laughs> fucking gotta, in every, The guy that, who fights the priest. I should. I the should. The guy who has the hose and then hoses down the priest and knocks his Bible out of. His you know, head. if I don't IMDb this, he's gonna keep going. No, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll stop. I don't know. Let's just say it was Jared Leto. It's, it's pretty yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's, a young Jared Leto a from, Jared Su- Leto, from a Jared Suicide Leto type. Squ- yeah, a Jared Leto <laughs> type squad who got yeah. his face bashed in. Uh, by Ed Norton. Yeah, the group that runs Calgary also runs Edmonton and uh, Saskatoon, and then uh, Ottawa and uh, Montreal are one company. That's one company, and then I think they oh, and they also do Quebec City. And uh, Halcon is Halifax, and they're they're an island unto themselves, as are St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, Sci-Fi on the Rock, which I'd like to do sometime because I got relatives. That's cool. I never heard of that. Sci-Fi on the Rock. It's small. It's a smaller convention. I got relatives out there. Let's do it. I'd like to. Let's go out there down by the bay. Bay. Oh, Jesus. Sell some comic books. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's disturbing. That's that's disturbing. But uh, yeah, Toronto. You were you were impressed yesterday. 
your uh, Dan was impressed yesterday. He saw a McDonald's. Yes. And I told him, it was, uh, yeah, an exotic Canadian really restaurant. Expect not to see. No, any? I just What's I just deal? get excited when I'm in any foreign country and there's a McDonald's. Okay, it's, okay. it's my go-to know, because you know that the American Empire yeah, is expensive. It's my go-to right. crack is, is McDonald's and Coke, dude. It's like, well, the problem here though is I've eaten many McDonald's over the states, and ours isn't nearly as good. Doing what's really not dude, nearly Southern California good. has not like the worst fast food, and then I I go to move to Washington and like McDonald's is like the greatest thing I ever had in my life. Oh, the McDonald's yeah. I had in Ohio was uh-huh. so fucking good. Dude, I'm not even kidding. Uh, it was know, made, the Big Macs were like like fresh and I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It was literally like, the butter was like made was yeah. back. It didn't yeah. taste as processed. Like even the bun yes. wasn't yeah, as the like, bun was like bun delicious soft. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it was oh freshly made God. like yeah. Subway. Yeah, totally. It was like Subway just made it. <laughs> oh my god what did i just knocking knock stuff down? over it's an empty box everywhere look at this place yeah i got stuff i own things nice hey i'm just noticing your superman muhammad ali statue. oh yeah, the yeah Superman. i saw that last That's night i love dope. that statue man it's dope yeah nice and my, uh, and and my few action figures i don't collect action figures as much what's as so to. special about that pringles can that's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, Homeboy's got some Pringles. What's up no, with that? No, it's full of American pennies. Oh, uh, that's my favorite kind, the dill pickle. Is it dill pickle? No, it looks like jalapeno. Or jalapeno. It like, it's jalapeno. Okay. Right. From All far right. away, I thought it was like avocado. In no, there. it's just <laughs> avocado and carrot flavor. I just I needed some place <laughs> to store a bunch of American pennies. <laughs> Stuff my mom left me. We that's my inheritance. Pennies anymore. No, that's my <laughs> inheritance, man. Amer- I got American. I you want to save these for you? You know what? So you know what? My mom left me. My mom left. My mom left me uh, a bunch of American pennies and my stupid brother. That's <laughs> my. That's my. Brother. That's my inheritance. Here's your brother. Try Is he to... still on TV for TSN out in wherever no, the no, fuck? No, 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 no. My uh, my brother. Uh, he Peter, was right. Uh, here, I should stop talking shit about my brother if I'm going to actually talk about him. My brother is uh, Peter Rutgazer, who. Uh, has been a, a sports broadcaster for, oh, God, for like 20 years. Uh, his last major gig, he was the uh, studio host for the New York Islanders on uh, MSG, Madison Square Garden Network in, in New York, obviously. Before that, he was the studio host for the Colorado Avalanche uh, on uh, oh, yeah? Altitude Sports. Yeah, he's doing uh, – he does – buddies might know him then because they're yeah. into hockey out there. Yeah, so, uh, so Peter is doing um, – uh, I think it's Bell Express View. He's doing uh, East Coast, uh, minor pro, and uh, university sports right now. Right. And my brother, listen, I'll tell you what. Uh, whatever, whatever my personal issue is with my brother, he's uh, he's he's great at his job, man. He, right he's a great sportsman. I I'm hoping that uh, was he ever into wrestling like you? No, my brother. How far apart are you? Uh, five years. Okay, that's not too. Yeah, much. but we grew up apart because my parents. My right. parents divorced when I was eight. He was thirteen. So what's the deal? So my brother. When I I here. try to understand what it's like to be multicultural, <laughs> because no, it's for real. Like okay. was, you may even know better than me. I'm Scottish. So as Scottish as like comes. Like there's well, no. Apparently, you know, most people are like, it was Scotch discovered. Irish or I'm it was Scotch discovered German. at the airport when I landed that I'm too Mexican. For Canada, because I got hassled by security it's like the three hair. fucking times. What? It's, it's the way but the hair. In Cali- oh, yeah, but in California, I'm just some white guy. Yeah. 
That's yeah. weird. But I wonder yeah. because, like, like I for some reason, I've been here for many, many generations of my family, but Scott's always married Scott's. So I don't have, like, oh, I'm German, French, Irish. Or, you know how people have, like, one or two? I yeah. am fucking Scottish. I have a fucking cunt. I have four. Yeah. So and I what do you know. identify with most? I'm black. You are black? Yeah, I'm black. You don't feel like more like a citizen of the world? Wait, but aren't you... fucking bullshit. So Africa is where, like, you feel most at home in Africa? <laughs> I got no, I got no, no interest in Africa. I got nothing to do with no, Africa. but what, like, identifying with? Like, when I went back to Scotland, I felt, like, some kind of connection. Do you know what I mean? Really? Pl- oh, absolutely. I get that when I go downtown to the Eaton Center. Well, fuck. <laughs> this is my... As far as I'm concerned... Look, okay, here, here's Like, the, if you went to Africa, wait, would you black, feel some sort you, of... I wouldn't feel... Sh- this would, is in my blood? No? You want to know, know what I'd feel? I'd feel... I feel about pissed that guy. off. I feel pissed off because it was so hot. What about that story where you're like, where you're like, I thought you said he was Canadian. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> now I told I told this story on the original version of the podcast. I'm gonna I, I'll tell you. So good. Let me uh, let me tell you my my ethnic mix, whatever. First, my father. My father's one of you filthy Caucasians. He'll uh, he, he loves it when I say. And it. not like slightly. Like no, he is no. A white my, fa- man. my father. My father is half Welsh. <laughs> and half and half Ukrainian, yes, oh, and and born and raised in Newfoundland. So my father is nice. my my father he's a is corgi a corgi and a Newfoundland he's, dog. He's, he's he's white. My dad is white, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I don't say that as any kind of denigration. In case somebody's gonna fucking tweet me with bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I love my dad. Um, my mother. Uh, who passed away this past January. So also don't tweet me with bullshit because I'll hunt you down. <laughs> Can't make fun of a black man's mom. No. Uh, my, mom my mom was born in Trinidad. Her father was from Grenada. So half Trinidadian, half Grenadian. Half hand grenade. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a joke anywhere else. So yeah, so I am, I'm, I'm, quarter, jerk, I'm, I'm quarter Welsh, quarter Ukrainian, Quarter Trinidadian, quarter Grenadian. I identify as a Black Canadian because that's what I am. I'm and I'm and I'm a first generation Canadian too. As I reminded my dad at one point, my mom was born in Trinidad. She came here when she was thirteen. My nice. father was born in Newfoundland eight years before Newfoundland joined Confederation. So my father was really yeah Newfoundland. My my dad was born in forty one. Oh, your fucking dad, man. My dad is uh, in next month. He'll be seventy five. Oh shit! Yeah, so see, I'm uh, like a 22nd generation Canadian, eh? Jesus! Oh yeah, Christ. it's ridiculous. Never, like, been, never been anywhere. Never dude, going the, anywhere. The first Clarks to come over to that Nova Scotia were on that boat, man. They put their you. they put their boat up on blocks on their lawn, <laughs> <laughs> and they stayed for the next 200 so years. So, what do you think it is? Is it because it's like, let's say it had been switched, and your dad was black and your mom was white, would you still feel as black? Yeah, I'm yeah. black. That's that's the way it is. I look at myself in the mirror. I'm black. Well, th- physically, your color, yes, more black. But I mean, there's got to be more to it inside. Okay, I'll tell you no? what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this from Dan's laughing. But he, like, of course, really, he's nowhere. Really, literally he's, that skin deep, even with yourself. What? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though? Fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just He's exploring. like Anthony. Do you have self hate? No, no, that's not what I mean. I, it's not a bad thing to be to identify more with the black. I'm just curious what makes you identify most. That literally just when you uh, look in the mirror, I'm, you see a black man. That's it. 
why wouldn't I see a black man? No, I'm not saying about that. I'm saying it's like, like, do you feel more like? What am I, Rachel? I'm Rachel Dolezal now. No, no, no. Did you hear that? You know, you know who I'm talking about. But you know, yes, I do know what you're talking about. For for, let me briefly for people who don't know, this is a woman who uh, a year or so ago uh, was uh, running an NAACP chapter in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, she's a white woman but was telling people, was lying for years and telling people that she was black and went into this whole uh, meshigas about, uh, oh, yeah, my grandfather was a Ukrainian Jew, so I occasionally use words from Yiddish. Uh, this whole meshigas about how she uh, racially identified as black. Woman, uh, yeah. shut shut up. <laughs> there's, there's no reason she couldn't have run an NAACP office as a white person. Oh, yeah. But this woman is delusional. But do you have, like, equal pride in all four corners? Like, are you pr- does if that even come into it? Or you just, you know, does it, you just don't care are about you that asking shit? Me, are you asking me if I have white pride? Because that's a different, no, but I'm not that's a different thing altogether. I'm not altogether. talking white or black. I'm talking literally German, <laughs> Welsh, <laughs> Trinidadian. No, like, I don't give a shit. You know? Like, Listen, I'm proud to be Welsh and Scottish. I got a tiny bit of Welsh in me, and that, like, I have no English in me. So it's not like I'm just proud to be white. I'm proud to be Scottish. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Do you I, identify I, I, with those other four corners at all? Not or particularly. Does anything happen? I'm to, not. I'm not. Right. I'm not. Quote unquote, making finger quotes in the air. That's good for radio. But your mom uh, probably fed not, you Trinidadian meals. Yeah, and that sure. Kind of thing. So yeah, you grew up she strong also, in that she culture. Also, right? She also made me corned beef and cabbage. You know. Right. I mean, I. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't have any particular pride about being Welsh or Ukrainian or any of that shit. I. I. I, I acknowledge it. I, uh, I've got no problem with it. I accept it. If somebody asks me, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm quarter Ukrainian, right. quarter well, whatever. Right. But but as far as I'm not, uh, you know, when the World Cup comes, <laughs> when the <laughs> when the World Cup comes, no country I'm related to in any way is getting a spot in that series. Okay, that that's a good analogy. That's what know? I'm looking for. All right. I'm not. I'm not. I got you. I'm not flying. You know, for years, for years, as a professional wrestler, I used to do the evil Canadian gimmick, right? I wore, I wore a hockey jersey of some sort, and I used to talk about my finisher was a top rope leg drop that I called the War of eighteen (laughs) twelve because that's how we, that's when we defeated the Americans, right? (laughs) All this symbolic, but that's get get booze from the crowd. I don't, I don't, I'm not particularly concerned with my. Uh, ethnic origin, except that I'm black. I'm a black guy. Was, yeah. was, you know, I didn't realize you were first generation though, too. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm first. Yeah. Gen- I, 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 my my dad was saying he was making a joke one day, and I I said, "Hey, buddy, you know, you can talk about you can talk about somebody, but remember, you weren't born here either." And I, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, technically, yeah, totally. But okay, now here's the story that Dan wanted me to tell. Okay, and this is I've told the, I told this on the original version of the podcast. This is this is. <laughs> fucking defining moment for me tell a story while we're eating meat at that yeah i think i told the story we were in we we were in orlando uh (laughs) at the end of may for uh for megacon for megacon megacon orlando and uh and we went to a brazil a bunch of us from action lab went to a brazilian steakhouse and oh my god oh that place was great (laughs) oh i drive there right now um so anyways um I lived in Pittsburgh for a couple of years uh, um, in two stints. Once in uh, 96, 97 for uh, like 
most of a year, and then for a year and a half in ninety nine two thousand. Is that purely to chase chase your wrestling dreams? No, no, I was okay. just bored of Toronto. Uh, <laughs> wrestling was part of it, but um, so when I was living there the second time in '99, I, I, I met a girl, and uh, I met a girl and fell in love. Soft music, please, uh, and and we were living together, and we got engaged. And eventually, what? yeah, what? Yes. Oh my God! Just let me tell the story. Wow. <laughs> hold your hold oh, your applause. I really know him. Hold your applause to the end, please. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, Such a good story. So she was, she was a, um, a a Pentecostal girl from the mountains of Kentucky. Uh, my parents divorced for thirty years. The only thing that they agreed on in all that time was in separate phone calls, telling me that it was going to end in tears that I was dating a Pentecostal girl. That's just re- the religion is going to get in the way. So, um, so we're together for a few months, and eventually. Uh, it comes time to meet her parents, and her her parents are from you know Bumblefuck, Kentucky. That made that might have been the actual name of the town. Uh, uh, Barbara and Homer. I won't give the last name. Nice. There's, there's no need for that. Barbara and Homer. Wow, um, those are good names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, they come by the house, and they're living in Pittsburgh at this point. They're just living down the road. So, they come by the house, and I'm introduced, and we talk for a little while, and I can tell that they're mildly uncomfortable. Uh, and uh, and then it's a Wednesday night, so I I excuse myself. I say I'm gonna I'm gonna go up. I was wrestling for group Pro Wrestling Express at the time, and on Wednesday we'd go to the gym, and we you know there's there was a training night, so. I excused myself to go to the gym. And when I came back that night, she was upset. <laughs> and Elizabeth, what's wrong? Why are you upset? <laughs> well, my dad is, my parents are mad at me. What are they mad at you for? Well, my, my parents, think, they say I lied to them. I said, well, what could you have possibly lied to them about? <laughs> so her her. Their parents accused her of lying to them about me. And and what they said was, uh, Elizabeth, you said he was Canadian. And she said, he is. He's from Toronto. And her father looked her dead in the eye and said, well, how can he be black and Canadian? What? Yes. <laughs> so, and this so is good. Pittsburgh. Yeah. This so is good. Pittsburgh. Now, but they're, they're, if you know anything about the, the Pentecostals, okay, if you know anything about me, you know I'm not a fan of organized religion in the least. Part of it might be because I am not currently married with some kids living in bliss in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania uh, because of hillbillies uh but you know i was raised catholic and you know eventually you 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 turn on that shit don't you i i would hope you'd smarten up uh so (laughs) so yeah that's uh but okay you want to talk about race so i went to san diego well how did that turn out well, you see, I'm not married, right? <laughs> really, but it ended because uh, of that. What's funny is that when it ended because no, you're I'll black. Tell you, I'll tell you. Yeah, basically. Me up at the airport yesterday, like we're taking the subway wow. and the and transit system to get to his place, and it's like all I kept thinking was was that story. <laughs> everybody around us was black, and I was like, "This is." Did you hilarious. not find yourself walking through one of the most multicultural environments <laughs> you've ever been walked through today? No, really, Washington, man. 
Washington is really diverse. Okay. Well, so, okay. Except for the richer areas, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, back, in, back in the mid-90s, I went to San Diego Comic-Con uh, four years in a row, 93, 94, 95, 96. And 93, uh, my first time there, that's when I met Lee Motor. Right. Uh, and uh, comic Lee? book artist Lee Motor. Lee's somewhere? great. Yeah, Lee, yeah, I was talking to him yesterday. What's up, Lee? <laughs> um, so it was you know I have a, a copy of the official movie adaptation of the Highlander done by Lee Motor signed really? by Lee Motor That's yeah, yeah nice Lee did Lee did Highlander for uh, yeah. Dynamite yeah, yeah. Nice. so um, it was either 94 or 95 that we're we're, uh, we're in San Diego and we're staying at what used to be I don't know what it is now it's a hill we're staying at the Doubletree Hotel and uh, right downtown in this uh, plaza. It's just a few blocks away from the convention center, and there's a in the square. There's a McDonald's. McDonald's. So points at Dan. Such a uh, good story already. <laughs> so we go there for breakfast the one morning, and we're standing in line. And a uh, kid behind the counter says, uh, hey, may I help you? And, uh, and say, can I make help, help you? you? Yeah. <laughs> I oh no no no! Hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself in the story. Okay. We're standing, we're standing in line. Lee and I are standing in line. We're talking about what we have to do during the day at the convention, try and get some business done. And uh, so we're talking for a few minutes, and then this little old lady uh, behind us in line taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around. Hi. Uh, hello. And she says, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but you speak so well for a black man. What is it? Wow. Yeah. And I, I what? Wow. And then she can, she's not done. She says, you know, the kids around here, they speak the slang. You can barely understand a word they're saying. But you, you speak so well and so clearly. And I can't even think of a joke. All I can think to say to her is the truth. I look at her and I say, I'm Canadian and we have an educational system. So I got my back. To, <laughs> I got my back to the. Ah, so I got my Southern California. So I got my back to the counter. The kid says, "May I help you?" I turn around and I think to myself, "Well, here's one for her." And exactly like this, I say, "Why, yes, good man, you can. We will partake of two of your super deluxe breakfasts. My friend will have a medium high C orange, and I will have a medium water. Thank you very much." And I turned around and I winked at her, and she smiled at me like I had, like she had hope for my race. That was that's, that's, that's being black in America, kids. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So you you talk about identifying with race. I don't, I'm I'm black. It's uh, that's I, I uh, the American government, and you can look this up. The American government considers you black if you are, I believe, even one sixteenth black. And I know, I know for uh, for uh, Native Americans, I think it's like one thirty second or one sixty fourth, something ridiculously small Jesus. fraction that you can claim uh, um, uh, Native status and uh, I get a casino or something. Really I don't know. More of a coolie, though. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck are you on about? You are s- white privilege. Total <laughs> white privilege. Look at me living in Clarkson in all my white privilege. Suburbs. Uh, so back to comic books. <laughs> so, uh, so Mr. Mendoza, uh, yes. you, uh, you make a damn fine living on the convention circuit with uh, original art and with commissions. Because Zombie Tramp is, Zombie Tramp is uh, far and away... Action Lab's best-selling book. 
Yes, it's the dark secrets of comic books. <laughs> and uh, and you do well. You've uh, I I, we, I think we mentioned this earlier uh, that that you have a you have a loyal following of rabid psychopathic fans who uh, bring you tasty treats at shows. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is your demographic? Uh, Psychos. According to the poll that you can check on your Facebook page manager, um, it's. Males from thirty to fifty-two. Really? Yeah, that's what it says, or something. When you pull it up, to well, check, it's it's but. definitely not an all ages book. It is no. a mature reader's book. No, it's. I say it's for ages puberty and up. But, um, <laughs> that's the easiest. But you know, now you you created like you created much. Zombie Tramp and then took it to Action Lab. Yeah, or um, you I, were publishing it yourself. At yeah, I was. I was. I was just making it as a. Um, like I didn't know what to do with my with my art, and I just decided that I was just going to make this portfolio piece, yeah, um, and and make just one issue as a sample and send it out to companies. Um, during that time, I got to know Jason Martin, and Jason Martin suggested that I print some up and take it to San Diego Comic Con. So uh, he had an extra badge. This is before San Diego Comic Con got ridiculous. This is like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, or something. Mm. And then um, I show up and. Um, I just made like 90 books or something, 90 copies or something. I don't know. And then um, I sold them in like three days. And then so I just made more. (laughs) But yeah, but originally it was just intended to be a sample of this is my work. Right. And then try to get work, you know. And it became your work. Yeah. And it became my work. And then so I made I made like a couple issues. And then by the time I was making the third issue to finish off the story, uh, Jason's like, um, if if you want to get this barcoded, I could help you and get this done. Yeah, and we can get it done like in a manga size digest, and um, we I can I know this printer in China that we can get it done, you know, relatively cheap, and you know what I mean. And he's like, you want to go have these? I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we both put our money in, and we made like two thousand books, and we got them barcoded and everything. We put them in stores, and then we sold those. I think in sixteen months or something wow. like that, we sold two thousand books. And then um, no, no, no diamond. It was we went through diamond. Actually, we got it in diamond. I paid. We paid for advertising in diamond. Yeah. And they fucked it up and it was all dark. You could barely see it. And shit. it was black and white and it cost a fortune. Um, And then when that was done, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a part two. And I and I and I started making I made one and then we put it out as a sample through um, Jason used to have a little side gig or publishing thing he called Super Real. And so Super Graphics, we did like a, a, a sample of issue one or something mm-hmm. and uh, of the second uh, storyline. And then um, around that time, I was just like getting burnt out a little. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. I, I kind of just want to do this on my own. So I, I was mostly just concerned with just having my books digital and just don't say fuck books. And then um, <laughs> and so I was just working on that. And then I was working on the second issue. Of which would be this, on volume two, it's the second issue, and um, that's when Jason had gone off and started working for Action Lab, right. and they had him run the mature label because they wanted to start mature reader books. Yeah, Action Lab, so Danger Zone. Yeah, so yeah. he was like, I need, I think if we get Dan Mendoza to sign a contract, then this company will make some fucking money. Yeah. And then, so at the time, I was talking to Big Dog Inc. or some shit like that, or, yeah. and then maybe another company to see if they're interested. And then they were, but, you know, it was just taking too long. Right. And actually, I was like, we'll, we'll sign this shit today. 
Yeah. So I did it, and then uh, I finished that second volume through them, and then then after that, it did it did so well that they're like, you want to do a monthly series, and yeah. I was like, yeah. And you're up to twenty seven of the monthly series. Twenty six came out on on Wednesday, so the book's been going through Action Lab for two over two years now. Yeah. And so um, twenty twenty six of the monthly series, and does that include the 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 previous? No. The, the, so when so you've when, done when I signed with Action Lab, yeah, they took the trade that me and Jason made together, yeah. Um, they didn't want to do it in singles, so they just did one trade and they re-released it uh, full size instead of the manga size. Mm-hmm. And um, I added, we added more like art and pinups and shit. But I added the director's cut deleted scene <laughs> that I put in the back. And Jason's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "I'm gonna, we'll do a deleted scene." And he's like, "What do you mean? There's no deleted scenes. It's comic books." I'm going, "It's a fucking deleted scene, dude." And then, like, <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, what do you mean? You have scenes you didn't use?" I go. No, but I'm gonna make one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then yeah. I just made up like a five-page extra insert. You know yeah. what I mean? Which which added to the storyline a little. Yeah. And it was cool. And then you know to give people something different. And then so the, the, when the second book rolled around, they wanted to do those in singles, and that was four issues. And since I already had two of them done, I only had to do two more, and then that was done. Yeah. So, but um, so that's considered volume two. So the monthly series considered volume three. Right. So, so, but overall, so I, but the, number one, it started off as number one. Once the monthly series began, it it was number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to have a number one. So the, the, yeah, because the second volume was one, two, three, four. But yeah. then it was. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, the first volume was uh, the first volume was three issues long. Yeah, and that's the and, thing. And, and you had done those. You had done those yourself as as single issues those singles were only available at comic uh, right. conventions but you, you yeah. wh- what we're saying is there's basically there's 33 issues so far yes. three four and yes. 26 yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. yeah, 26 just came for out for some yeah. reason i yeah. chased that down for the last Man. five minutes of this so podcast just so, so i could do math. the math math <laughs> um. a lot of math in comics kids you want to get into comics you better you bone you bone up on your uh, your arithmetic <laughs> Who's that in that top picture with you in the middle? Oh, that's uh, a couple of guys I used to work with. Uh, oh, okay. I have I have some photos of it. We're we're recording here at uh, at at Shea Kingdom, my Shea Kingdom, my my apartment at the the the, the above ground. And uh, on my the only pictures I have because I I uh, haven't gone to get more frames and I'm lazy like that. I have I have pictures of myself with uh, William Shatner and Avery Brooks from Fan Expo. Nice. Two best captains ever. And then some pictures from... I have a set of three pictures from my uh, 40th birthday. I went to uh, went to Vegas. I'm a Janeway guy. No, you're not. <laughs> I am. I love Voyager. Love Voyager to get, death. Get out, really of, get out of my fucking apartment. What's wrong with Voyager? At least it's they fucking awful. went somewhere. It's the fucking worst. Oh, fucking it's the great worst idea. trek. Lost Voyager so the... far from home. They got to deal with shit no one's ever dealt with before in this tiny little fucking experimental ships. Fucking shit great. premise, horrible cast. Great. It's a fucking... You and George Zotti How both is that love... not a good premise? How is that not a good premise? I don't like it. Okay. It, it opened right. Star Trek up to more than it was ever opened up to at that time. Oh. <sighs> Like He's a, like around a, on a fucking like space an, station, not going like anywhere. Like an anal gape. Oh no, that wormhole <laughs> might not open again. Oh no, every Fuck like, you. goddamn episode is about not, a fucking wormhole. You do not sit in my apartment and make fun of Deep Space Nine. That's all I'm telling you, mother. And we- then, Cisco <laughs> in that Captain's movie. 
Oh, I didn't. I haven't watched. Oh that. man, William Shatner's all like trying to like kind of play it up to him because he's all talking crypt. He's all like, "Yeah, man, it's like jazz, man. It's just like a snowflake." Listen, on the Avery breeze, Brooks. Man. Avery Brooks. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Avery Brooks? Avery Brooks is a notorious. He's an artiste. He's okay, got that's one all of I'm gonna goatees. say. Goatees. It looks like I hated when he grew the goatee because it looked like it's one that was painted on, like glued on. Oh my god! Worst goatee ever on that guy, man. This guy's no sitting sense. here. This guy's sitting here making I'm fun of Avery Brooks. I'm just speaking the truth, man. No, I'm you're just not. Saying I was. You well, know. listen. When you look at that scraggly thing in the, ca- I can't believe you haven't watched the Captains yet. You're, you're, you know, you're really, you're, you're, <laughs> you're young, white, and free. You're, you have the right to be as wrong as you want to be. All I'm telling you, all I'm telling you is Avery, <laughs> Avery Brooks, the <laughs> fucking man, and Voyager was awful. I like Voyager a lot. Well, you, it's wait, your. Did it have seven of nine? Yes. Yeah. That's the best thing about Fuck it. Yeah, it did. Holographic yeah. doctor. Yeah, the best. The best thing about the, the best thing seven, about no, the show. Nine. The best thing about the show was four, seven, was, one, was, that was awful. Cool. What was the shit one with the guy from fucking Quantum Leap? Uh, uh, Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. But like Enter- I like Enter- yeah, they had good. They had a sexy shit. Vulcan. I like Enterprise better than uh, yeah. better than. Did than you see the Voyager. latest one, Star Trek Beyond? Yeah. There's a lot of Enterprise references in that one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was great. That's fine. I don't. You make it. Make it. Just. I don't want to hear anything about I'm tired goddamn to see the Enterprise fucking blow up, but hey. <laughs> I think I think Kirk's tired of it too. I know yeah, Scotty's man. tired of it. <laughs> Scotty's fucking <laughs> so tired. Did you of see, that. I posted a picture on Elliot Webb's page the other day of a uh, war picture of uh, of James, James Doohan, yeah, and where you can see some strapping young Canadian soldier. Yeah, fuck yeah, World War II veteran yeah, Scotty. Man. Yeah. Uh, so now since we got since we're doing a swap cast here. Swapcast. Swapcast. That's what's cross pod. That's what's no. Stanhope calls it a swapcast, and Doug Stanhope. Is that what he calls it? Dan, Doug Stanhope's Stanhope? my. He's my god. I love you, Doug. Doug and Bingo. Uh, I'll 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 send that clip to him. Uh, actually, yeah, one of the things I'm going to do when Did I get you this see him thing. On the green room. When he was on the green room. No, but I will. Is that is that good. Paul Provenza's Rose, show? Yeah. That's a great I, I, show. I, love, I love Provenza. I've watched all. I think it was the one with Roseanne Barr. Okay, you, great you, show. you just you, Roseanne Barr is the best. You, you, yeah. you stepped on you stepped on three words I was going to say. And now I got to say three other words. Uh, Provenza, uh, the my com- when I self publish when I publish my comics, it's going to be under the label of Aristocrats Comics right. and Motor Motor named it, and uh, we had the laugh about you know what what do you call a comic book like that. The aristocrats. Uh, so I mentioned it. I, I tweeted to Paul Provenza after I incorporated and told him, you know, we, we both love the movie. We named our company the aristocrats. And, and he he retweeted it because Provenza's cool. So uh, really, was him who did that movie? I yeah, Paul Provenza. Was yeah. In, I thought that was Penn's deal. But no, no. Paul Penn Provenza. was just in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that but was um, now that I'm getting the podcast going again and I'm going to get it back up on iTunes, one of the things I'm going to do is post some of the episodes from the original run, right? Uh, edit them down to just the interviews. And like the first one, the, the first two that I'm going to do are the interview with Doug Stanhope, because I love Stanhope. You talked to Stanhope? Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah, Handsome Genius Club, uh, I want to say episode How'd 15. How did you make that happen? I emailed him and asked him. And he was like, cool. Yeah. It wasn't quite as huge then, I guess. 2009. 2009. So, yeah, not quite so, as. Yeah. But it's super cool. Would I love Skype that. Did you Skype it? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and as a matter of fact, as an aside, um, one New Year's Eve, uh, Doug had his Skype going and he tweeted out 
we're you know we're having a party here and uh, and we're Skype calling people and I was at <laughs> I was at a I was at a fetish New Year's Eve party at a <laughs> at a BD, right. at a BDSM dungeon. Of course. And I said, "Doug, this is where I am. Call me." And I got a video <laughs> Skype call from Doug while I was at this fetish party. And I was like, yeah, "Let's look around, Doug." <laughs> I didn't awesome, not in man. the party itself cuz those are, you know, a lot of That's people's privacy, but sure, I called yeah. I called a pe- couple of people over. I was like, "Here, talk to Doug." So, wow! But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, try and put those into the feed as you talk uh, to Larry Hammer too. Larry Hammer, that's the yeah, other one. Yeah. Hammer, when I talked to him, uh, I think that was later in 2009. When I talked to him, uh, Hammer had just been at a convention a, uh, a week or so earlier, GI Joe convention, yeah. and he admitted to me that after 25 years, he had just learned the week before. What knowing is half the battle means. Yeah, he he never he He Hasbro have anything to do with it. He like thought like, hey, this is what you got. Go with it. Yeah, no. Well, what happened was Hasbro came to Marvel and they had the the designs for the toys. They had the character designs, Uh, but they had none of them had any backstory. Uh, nobody wanted. Nobody in the Marvel bullpen wanted to do the book because it was a licensed book, and you got to deal with the licensee and blah 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 blah. So he had had a book. I think it was a a, a Hydra book or a Shield book that had uh, had been rejected, and he had all this backstory that he'd written for it. So he eagerly took on the GI Joe project took all the back material that he had written for this book that didn't happen and plugged it into GI Joe and basically he's people talk about him as the father of the modern GI Joe because all they had was the designs and he filled in the story right. and uh, you know has been is still writing it now it's at IDW has cool written job, over eh? 200 issues of yeah. it and it's it, you know it's it's great and Hama is fantastic he's fascinating that was a good chat, guy man. you know Howard Wong uh yeah I know Howard yeah yeah he does the same thing for Bandai yeah, yeah, yeah. Just had yeah you had you had him on the show recently. recently. Yeah. So if you're listening to this via the uh, the the uh, an elegant weapon feed, yes. then uh, scroll back yes. and find the Howard Wong because Howard is great. Howard's a Toronto uh, guy, comic book writer, yeah. who's uh, I think he's living full time in Hong Kong now. He splits his time kind of because of family, but right now he's on like a world tour. Yeah, and he's just vacationing. He went yeah. to like Iceland. Look at look at look at Mendoza settling. Mendoza Mendoza's staying with me during the convention. So and crazy. I got I got a pull out couch, and it's that it's, it's the happiest comfortable happiest he's Dude, been in a while. Thursday, I still can't get over what a heavy day it's been for. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, it, it, was, was a good day it was the show. Yeah. For those of you that just do those. Cali shows or the America shows, it's equivalent to maybe uh, a Friday in New York Comic Con. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It's well, packed today. Uh, Toronto is one of the top, uh, top three? five or six tell you conventions one, yeah, in tell North you America. It was it no, was I mean way, attendance, attendance. It was way fuller than fucking Thursday San Diego Comic Con was this year. Yeah, that shit was a fucking ghost town. Well, you were telling me which was. San, San Diego, Diego. was it real? Now yeah. tell why? him, tell him why. So San this Diego. is why. Is people sick of it? Or? No, 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 no. You're gonna love this. Okay, San Diego Comic Con only allows so many tickets, and then it sold out. Right? Hundred and thirty thousand. So, oh. This year started the new security system where your badge has to tap in and tap out. You cannot. 
if it does beeps red, that means you tapped in and never tapped out. So therefore, your badge is not valid it's because you're, and, yeah. you fucking try to pass it to your friends so they can get in. So there was no way to get through that shit. Then all of a sudden, the halls were empty. Do you know why the halls were empty? Because no one was taking one badge and getting three of their friends in. <laughs> wow. And they do yeah. that. That much of a thing. Eh? Yeah. Yes. Well, I it mean. It was fucking nuts. Every, I could walk from one end to the convention to the other on Thursday, like in three minutes, five wow. minutes maybe. I don't know. Well, wow. I just heard from Jay Fosgate, blah, 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 blah. Uh, best first day con take ever. And, uh, well, and he's listen. he's been doing cons wow. 10, 15 years. Yeah, but, this is a good show. But yeah. Jay, and, and, and I mentioned this earlier today, Jay has made a quantum he's leap a in here. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. made a quantum leap in his career, and he's now doing a lot of variant covers for Marvel. Yeah. And, he did a um, story in all new, all different Avengers. Yeah. And also the Spider one. What's it called? The Spider. Oh, uh, Spider. Not Spider Force. Is it uh, no, Spider? The Web Warriors. Yes, Web Warriors. <laughs> yeah. He did a, he did a Spider Man, I think, in there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and Jay Fosgett, he, you know, he does uh, an indie book. It, again, if you're listening on, on the uh, An Elegant Weapon feed, you, you know this about Jay because he's. Uh, Oh yeah, favorite of of oh yeah, <laughs> favorite of Jay's. I uh, does a, a book called Bodhi Troll, and uh, but uh, yeah, I mean the and today had three cosplayers walk up to him as characters from Bodhi Troll, which is fantastic because yeah. I mean if he's if he's making That's great. if he's making his new bones on doing stuff for Marvel. It means that people either were already fans of Bodhi Troll or liked his art on the covers and the and the yeah. short stories enough to to look into him and find yeah. Bodhi Troll. Because he's also smart enough to know this Marvel gig may never last. It's not like he's on a book. He's being yeah. called up for freelance once in a while, and he yeah. knows he's still got to. Because that's his, he's a he's a lifer, right? Like he's yeah. a, earning a living. But uh, but I mean, fantastic for him that he's able to translate. Oh, yeah. That that it's not that he's able to translate. It's that it is translating. The new work is translating into his name getting out there. Yes. People seeking him out Definitely. at conventions and saying, "Hey, let me let me get something from you." Yeah. So uh, so uh, big thumbs up Yet to he's Jay Foster. Paranoid about his own career as he's ever been. Well, <laughs> he's he's a professional comic book artist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so paranoia is part of the. Uh, you. You paint the Mona Lisa and look at it and go, ah, this, is, this is fucking garbage. <laughs> if it were if it were on paper, you'd right. crumple it up and throw it away and never know. Amazing. Oh <laughs> man. So, uh, the, an elegant weapon. Let's talk about an elegant weapon for people who are listening to this on the uh, the Handsome Genius Club right. uh, feed. Uh, you've been doing that. What what episode are you up to now? Two hundred and eleven was released today. <laughs> Yes. Damn, that's yes. a lot of podcasting. It is. That's uh, that's you're just slightly behind Harmontown. Oh yeah, I think Harmontown. Yeah. I think this week was two fourteen. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been. I'm in my fifth year because when I started, I didn't go regular. Yeah, like it was more of a monthly kind of show when I started. And yeah, and it just you know picked up and picked up and. And it's, it's it's been a party. Well, it's it's evolved. It really has. Oh, yeah. Uh, been a fantastic evolution I, I mean when it started it was you and uh, what was your buddy's name oh sean yeah you and sean <laughs> Fuck, i don't think oh i've said God. his name since fucking episode 70 oh. but yeah he fucked off to do his own fucking thing yeah and uh i kept it going after episode 70 
and it, it's and a f- it became much more of a free form conversation interview show. Yeah, where I have guests all the time, and, and it's a fantastic show. If you're if you're listening to this, you'll oh, you'll right. like you'll you'll really like an elegant weapon. It's like if it's good if you like it loose. If you don't like straight up like like bang them off question interviews, yeah. and you like just kind of bullshit interview talking. Yeah, and me just following like odd curiosities here and there. It's good for that. The way that this yeah. show is going now. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, much. I didn't. You know, and, and I mean when I was doing the show originally it was very much straight uh we did an opening segment where you know whoever I was with we'd yammer on about stuff but the interview segment was very much uh question answer me trying to be a journalist fucking thing uh <laughs> often about porn in some sort a few times about Who's the porn sex dude and his wife you had them on a couple times you mean morpheus yeah was that it yeah i had morpheus on once uh, he's talking about his book. He he he's written a few books. Uh, I remember a couple how, sex episodes. How to be kinky? How to be right. kinkier? Yeah, I totally remember. Um, that. Yeah. But I had a couple of porn stars on, yeah. and oh, and uh, my my friend Ivan, uh, porn director in yeah, uh, in California. Ivan. But Ivan, I think Ivan yeah. was on the very first episode. I have about eighty to ninety percent comic creators on. Yeah, but they're just like there's so much of them in an abundance. It's easy to talk to them. Yeah. Plus, I love the comics, but. I'll talk to anybody I can who interests me. I've had lots of voice actors and cartoon people and shit. Hold on. Mendoza's up to no good over there. What are you doing over there, Mendoza? Who are you texting, buddy? I'm talking to my boss, Brian Mendoza sounds like... Oh, you're talking to Brian? Hi, Brian. Isn't that actually something? Mendoza! Uh, The Simpsons. The villain in The Simpsons. Simpsons. It's the villain from fucking McBain. Yeah. Yes. Mendoza! Whenever I'm thinking thinking about shooting Dan a message or talking to Dan, I say that in my head. I do the Mendoza. Those line in my head, and I think to myself, "Don't do that to Dan. He's ah. probably probably heard that shit about Mendoza. a million goddamn times." Actually, it, it died out like in uh, 1996, I think. Yeah, because yeah, they don't they don't do it. they don't do the Mendoza do bits do anymore. Anything. I saw uh, I have McBain bits. I only have watched yeah. an episode of Simpsons, a new ones, in like five years. I have, saw an I article just, the other day that said things that have happened on The Simpsons since you stopped watching. Nice. Yeah, and it totally, was crazy man. shit. Like, yeah, like, like, like Maud uh, Flanders is dead. Krabappel like, no, 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 is dead. What? I saw all that shit. Yes, that. But what? What's, what's, what's on the? I didn't uh, see Krabappel die though. Bill no, she didn't. Parents got back together. Yep. And, oh shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. that was see, a big I don't know one. That. And there was a few other deaths. I think I didn't realize. Yeah. But yeah, there was some shit that was like stuff that totally. I was like, really? Yeah. But if you do catch it, it's still funny. Yeah. You know. There are, there, there are girls I work with. I mean, The Simpsons is older than most of the girls I work with. Oh, yeah. 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 What is it? Was it 1989? 1988? Yeah, 89. Yeah. 89. So we're talking, uh, that's 30 years? 20, yeah, that's 30 years. 27 years. Wow. 27 years. And before that, it was on. It was part of the Tracy Now, listen, I remember when Bob's Burgers started. Yeah. The best you show. Right my on favorite it. show. I love Immediately. Bob's Burgers. And I, I took me a while Bob's to get Burgers, on, but dude. Aaron loves it. My girlfriend yeah. loves yeah. it. And like like show. the song comes on and yeah. like and she's literally dun, she's like dun, so happy. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. I've gotten into it and I really Ukulele like it now. Music. But it takes it took some time. To uh, get, to I, figure no, right it out. away, right away. Dude, season one, fucking Gene and Louise, man. Oh, Louise. Yeah. No, what's the mom? Uh, uh, it, she's uh, my favorite. She's the best. Linda. Linda. Linda, Linda thank Linda. you. Best, Bob, man. Linda, and then uh, the kids are Tina, Louise, and and That's Jean. All the funniest stuff on TV Dude, or the Jean cartoons. Is fucking man. good. Jean. Family Guy. I love my. For a while, we couldn't stop going on about. There's a uh, first season episode where Bob gets trapped in the walls of yeah, the building yeah, because he didn't want to deal with his his mother in law. Yeah, yeah. And, but he has the. 
he uh, uh, Tina or uh, Louise gives him her nightlight, uh, and it's. Do that you remember glow, the name of it? That little glow, the little glowy. Uh, do you remember the name uh, of it? Uh. Coochie Copy. Oh yeah, Coochie Copy. <laughs> and then he has this. He has this fever dream where it's basically you know the hotel from The Shining, where he goes <laughs> into the bar and Coochie Copy is the bartender and <laughs> suggests murdering the all the women in the family. You're. Your wife is quite, <laughs> quite. Uh, <laughs> I like the, uh, I like the the one with the cow, dude. Oh yeah, you, yeah. you can't then, get like, cows downstairs. It was, down leaving, po- it was leaving poop emojis. Yeah, for fucking <laughs> Tina, and then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, uh, is good. I showed yeah. I showed Mendoza last night. I showed Dan his. First, I've never watched you Rick and Morty. Showed me my first Rick and Morty. You've yeah. never seen it. I've never seen GTA it. Con. I've only seen parts yeah. of it. You showed me my but first. We did. Bit uh, of it. Yeah. Well, like, we did the first two seasons last night, right? That first episode I, no, still did, the funniest. We did. We did about. We did like Jokes. eight. I, I, we shotgunned like eight episodes. Yeah, we, we did eight in a row, and what we first, ended it was on, first and second. season. Yeah, we ended second season. Yeah. Yeah, I showed I showed him the end of. You know what's great? I watched the other day a Family Guy where Brian shaves himself because Peter <laughs> oh, yeah. keeps busting in naked. Ah, you're gross. Oh, uh-uh, too much it. funny awesome. That's another thing. Man. I haven't watched Family Guy in all, I, probably a couple oh, of years. Oh, that just keeps yeah, getting yeah. better. Yeah. Love it. No, man. love it. Still love it. American No, I, I, still, I still, still watch it, but I still watch it, but yeah. if I miss it, I'm not upset. No, I can no, go back, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I, it's not, uh, Do you Bob's know what the funniest show is on TV right now, though? Rick and Morty. No. <laughs> it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. Just... I can't even tell yeah. you how genius that show. Is. I've, I think Have I've watched. Tried? I think I've watched one completely. No. Me too. I watched one. I didn't need it. You got to get. I watched know, one once. Once you get to know them a little and realize their weird quirks, it's the. Eh, okay, shit listen here. Let me tell you something about Charlie me. Charlie is the best drunk ever. Let me tell you something about me and watching TV. There's enough TV out there. And I have enough DVD. I got Barney Miller DVDs, man. So oh if, I don't, if I don't, if Mo- I don't, if I don't, Wojo, yeah, Wojo, wow. and Fish. <laughs> wow. Do you have to? Do you have the spinoff Fish show? Oh, no, I don't have fuck. Fish. But I, here's the thing about I, I, the, I love about Wojo is is when it's always telling people Wojo had it, these it's, it's, fucking. It sounds just it sounds just guys. like it's spelled. <laughs> it sounds just like it's, I need tap on his nameplate. Wojo, uh, Wojohowitz. Um, if I don't get into a show. Right away, if a show doesn't move me right away, I, I can abandon it. And if I've been watching a show for years and I, it loses me, I can abandon it. I can walk away from a show. I don't have to watch like Homeland. I watched the fir- I shotgun the first four episodes of Homeland, and I thought eh, this is a good show, do but I, I didn't care about it. Do what I fucking right. did, and I never, I, um, I never watched it again. Right. I fucking would never have watched Game of Thrones, and I no went interest. through fucking every season in like six days right in time for the new season dude yeah i fucking uh, yeah, went I got the no, whole fucking i got thing, no dude. i got no interest and then it was all of a sudden it's gone and now you gotta yeah. wait a year for it are you excited one. for luke cage i'm very yes. excited for luke cage the, the man. Whole, the, it's all gangstar yeah did you, yeah it's a gangstar song did you, uh yeah. well no it, it, yeah every episode is named after a gangstar they, they yeah. put the vignette on a couple of days ago where they talked about the music yeah oh man and i love i love the philosophy we're making 13 albums here we're making 13 yeah. soundtrack albums yeah yeah Amazing, amazing. I think there'll be some cool stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking well, forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Marvel Netflix shows have been a, a fantastic. Uh, Rick and Morty, waiting for the third season of that. Bob's Burgers, I love Bob's. But uh, yeah, Ghost Rider coming to Agents uh, yeah, of Shield. Shield. That's I, fucked up. I, I heard about that, but yeah. I heard it's the new Ghost. It's Rider. the yeah, it's the L.A. version. Yeah, is it the, the car one? Car. The car yeah. one. Yeah, that yeah. fucking that awesome artist guy drew. What the fuck is his yeah. name? Will Strode or something like that. 
Is that sarcasm? No, he's a fucking awesome dude. Okay. His, his drawings look like Fist of the North Star, dude. It's fucking good. Uh, that's maybe why I don't. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> well, I'm not into it. I collected, I, I collected Ghost Rider for a while in the 80s when it was the, uh, original, uh, the original series. Johnny Blaze and all I that. Fucking, uh, when when uh, Mark Texera did that, did that run, yeah. I, was, I was collecting Ghost Rider. I haven't, I haven't picked it and up for a while. Then they had the Ghost Rider uh, versus Punisher run. Yeah. Or whatever. It was cool. Cool. Uh, what else? What else is coming up? Because we're coming up on an hour here. Stranger Things two. Was Stranger Things season so two. Never that. seen. I saw. I saw. Oh, this is yeah, that's a show. You I know. Gotta, I'm gonna fine. binge watch it but on my own. There's only eight yeah. episodes. Yeah, no, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll go through it on my own. Like I, I, I did it. I did it on yeah. a Saturday. I <laughs> I watched. Yeah. I watched the first two and then went to work and was watching it on my. Uh, I keep bugging Aaron to finish Jessica Jones. She hasn't finished yeah, I, it yet. I saw and episode one only. David Tennant is the greatest Marvel villain ever put to screen. Yeah. Have you seen Jessica Jones? Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't think the Purple Man was? No, I'm just unbelievably... I'm trying to I'm trying to extract more yeah, opinion no, just, from you. It, there's never been I'm a Marvel interviewing villain you. given with such depth. Uh, the he was given the more just as much focus as the hero. Yeah. Which they don't often do in a Marvel movie. No, it was and great. And he had. He was just so much more real, and well, they had so much more time to work on him. I guess you don't. Ha- you don't. It was unbelievably well written. The hero's not a hero without a good villain. But this was so, so, so cerebral. Yeah. Like you know, like Marvel's. You never. If you think like you try to think of the top Marvel villains just from the comics or whatever, you'd never have thought of that guy. Well, and now on and film and I'll tell you screen, what, I'll tell you what, that's why done. that's why Sony's uh, is it Sony or Fox? Fox, Fox's inability to put together a good Fantastic yeah. Four movie is so disappointing. How many times can you screw yeah. up Doctor Doom? Yeah, yeah. How many it's, times it's can you screw up? It's not that fucking hard to make Doctor Doom. It's, give him a, yeah. just give him a goddamn mask for Christ's sake. Give him the correct mask and his fucking green cloak. Give him, give him, give him Latveria. Yeah, Give him the, the mask. One. There's plenty. There's plenty of suits he of armor that they can it grab was, it in was, a stock was, room somewhere. They 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 crap they crapped it up there too. Oh yeah, you know. But he did have here. All that. If I'm you want a motor and I sitting at a convention last year, came out how to do the movie. Listen, have the fantastic. Have they the. Did if it. You it was a, called The Incredibles. <laughs> no, if you want if you want to tell the origin story yet a fucking again, they had the the rocket takes off. The you know the the unauthorized rocket blast. They get hit with cosmic rays. Have the rocket come down in Latveria. Yeah. That way you have or have it come down in the the Caspian Sea or whatever, and 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 then you have you can have your Victor Von Doom rescue them. There's something wrong. He wants their power. Right. There's your conflict. Yeah. Why does he have to be a fucking hacker yeah. or a shithead industrialist? Did you see the new one? Yeah. You sat through I that did. Shit, act- eh? I watched the last 30 minutes that. of it. Oh, I wanted to punch it was on the cable and I wanted I was like this to is punch horrible. the screen, man. That's too <laughs> so bad. awful. That's like uh it's like Batman v Superman, Whoa. which let's not get into a big let's not get into a big thing because that movie's <laughs> that movie's been dragged through the mud uh, more yeah. than horses hooves. It's just I made up a saying. It's just it was just an it was a stupid film. And if I, and if you're gonna say if you're gonna say hey watch the 
director's cut DVD special edition with 30 more minutes because it suddenly it suddenly gets like good. The first one. I have a my feeling. answer is my answer is put those 30 minutes yeah. into the theatrical release so that I'm not paying 18 bucks to see a shit film. Yeah. Why should I why should I pay 18 bucks to see a shit film and then pay 20 or 25 whatever to get no, a DVD get to get a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a good movie the first time. I'll sit for the extra 20 minutes if you're going to make it good. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I have Fucking a feeling crap. that when I watch Cheap it, Tuesdays I'm going to... Cheap are back, though. Oh, yeah? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to like it when I watch it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I like Superman. I and it's it. and it's your constitutional... It's, still, it's your constitutional right as an American though, to be man. wrong. It's my what? It's your constitutional right as an American yeah, to be right. wrong. Batman yeah. Saving Martha was the... It was worth the entire movie being shite to me. Uh, that was, it was really? a good it was a oh, good dude, scene. It was a, a good scene. Man, like, well, I, uh, I I'm getting kind of like bored with superhero movies or something because I, I don't watch them like when they come out, I yeah. wait like for them to come on cable. Yeah. And sure. stuff and like and I finally watched Age of Ultron and is the boring, shite. it's fucking boring, yeah. dude. I like, like Suicide Squad. Like, it's so good. And then, yeah, Suicide good. Squad, I'll see it, it when fun, it comes man. out on cable. I was incredibly <laughs> impressed with Will Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah that's it was like I don't know, like but hold on, it was yeah. like all his dramatic roles and all his action yeah. roles, all it's like his whole career Will has been Smith. building yeah. up for this role. Really, See, I had no cool idea how deep I can't he would him. actually get. No, what? he got fucking deep. I that's was like. Good. This is really something. I don't. I don't want anybody to think this is an insult. I'm just going to say Will Smith is the black Jason Statham because Jason <laughs> oh, Statham in every movie Jason Statham plays like Jason, Jason Statham. Every character is Jason I don't think Statham. Will, does that, Will Smith. No, Will yeah. Smith is a great actor. Will Smith and I mean, is concussion. Concussion proves his acting range. Okay, but Ali proves his yeah. acting range. But for a lot of films. You hire Will Smith, you're getting Will Smith. Yeah, no, that's hey, why come I in here and I'm Will saying. Smith inform me. It's like Denzel Washington. Come in here and Denzel Washington inform me. Get Samuel Jackson in here. Kind of yeah. project he's always been missing. I think this yeah. is what his whole career has been uh, like accumulating too. Is that's this cool. kind of role where he, no one else could have done it like he did it? No, With but but it gets ta- it gets acting. tailored to him. So if they had hired though. if they had hired uh, Jared Leto, no, I as think it was Deadshot. To him. I think he made it his own. I really don't think they tailored it to him. No, I think, I think they, he tailors. I think he tailors shot, it to man. himself. I think he tailors it to himself. If you've got Will Smith, you got Will Smith. You play to Will you know Smith. You lean was? into that. You know what the best part of the whole movie I thought was spoilers, but. When they there's each a part where the enchantress puts them all in the yeah. dream state and yeah. they're all having their ultimate dream. Yeah. And Deadshot dreams that he shoots Batman. Yeah. And nice. they all come like Harley comes out of her dream and her and the Joker had like kids in a house and we're all like perfect family. Yeah, yeah. And it's all their dreams. And they show all this stuff, El Diablo with his kids and everything, and he gets the dead shot and he just opens his eyes, he goes, I shot the bat. And you're just like, <laughs> that's his actual little yeah. fucking dream. Like, By the he way, he said something about his daughter that he cared about through the whole movie. No, yeah. deep down, he wants to kill the bat. And oh, that's amazing. By the way, uh, uh, young people of the world, uh, if you go on your social media, here's o- old man and Retgazer talking. If you go on your social media and you post a cartoon, a funny cartoon of uh, Joker and Harley Quinn and hashtag it relationship goals, then yeah. then you need a mental... Therapist. Yeah, you need a therapist. You That's need the to thing, be like, is that my argument at panels and when I do these stupid fucking panels just looking and shit for love, at shows, and it's like... People just looking for love. Um, I do this panel that's about um, mature reader books and shit at all these shows 
And um, that's the thing is I always bring up the fact that people turn their nose up at my book, but at the same time, you got little kids dressed up as fucking Joker and Harley Quinn, yeah. and they're fucking mass murderers. And it's like... They're mass like, murderers. Like, like my they're mass does, murderers, yeah, and he yeah, abuses sure, yeah. her. He abuses he her like he was Chris her, Brown. Dude. Yes. By the way, yes. Chris Brown, if... Uh, for God forbid! For, if God yeah. forbid Brown anybody never ever hit Rihanna, no one would know who she is. Yeah, yeah God. If Kurt for, Cobain hasn't shot himself. No one would know who yo, Courtney Love is. Real. Oh my God! <laughs> God forbid anybody listening to this knows Chris Brown and gets him this audio. Fuck you, Chris Brown. You are garbage. You, your, your music is just product, but, ma- yeah, pre-manufactured product. But Rihanna, yeah, Rihanna you know what? At the end of hit. At the end of every episode of the new Handsome Genius Club, we're going to play the fuck you game. Chris Brown, if you are a product and if the music, if your record company hadn't invested so much into fine tuning you like a, like a, oh, like, like a low rider in South Central, they would have just ditched you and started again with the next life model decoy. A- you suck. <laughs> your music sucks. His tattoos you are, are a horrible. garbage, not just for him. Hitting Rihanna, but for everything else you've done that's been documented, you are a garbage human being. And I hope, I hope something heavy falls on you, something, <laughs> something roughly like Sam Ellis sized. Sam Ellis. <laughs> I got Sam's name. Oh, Sam. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Archer. Hashtag Sam Ellis. I got oh. Sam's name into the podcast. I love you, Sam. That's too good. I got to get Sam on the podcast. Too good. Okay, so uh, that's only day fucking one. We yeah, we are over. Yeah. We are over an hour. So real quick, uh, we got we got three more days of Fan Expo here in Toronto. Shit, yeah. uh, Dan, you're in Canada for three more days. Between the convention and the city, what are you looking forward to seeing? What are you hoping for besides a Timbit delivery tomorrow? I'm supposed to get some Timbits and um, uh, what, is, what are these fries with gravy on poutine? them? Poutine. I'll get some poutine. poutine. Some we'll, go to, poutine. we'll go to Smokes. We'll go to Smokes yes, Poutine. Yeah, go to Smokes. Sweet. Yeah, because we, we're done tomorrow at 7. Like so, yeah, we're yeah, done early. 10 to 7 tomorrow we'll go to, Are you going we'll to the go raid to party or what? Did you get invited? Yeah. Well, fuck you then. I'll find my own shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> He's pissed at me about the rave party. Raid Raid is a studio uh, 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 artist collective here in Toronto that includes guys like Francis Manipool, uh, Scott Marcus Hepburn. Scott Hepburn, uh, Marcus Toe, Ian Herring. Anybody I don't mention is going to be pissed at me. George but Perez, what? <laughs> no, not George Perez. Uh, sorry, Roman Perez. Roman Perez. Oh, Roman. Ramon. Perez. I'm like, dude, draw Ramon. me a Darth Vader. Sorry, wrong <laughs> Perez, yo. Yeah, Ram- Perez Ramon, Perez Ramon Perez. Ramon is great. I love Ramon. Yeah, um, yeah so, uh, so Gibson Raid Studio. Gibson Quarter. Yeah, Ray- is Gibson there now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Raid, Raid has a uh, uh, highbrow party every year during the convention. So we'll probably, we'll scoot from the convention, grab something to eat, come back, and I'll change out of shorts into pants. Like a presentable little man, and uh, and then uh, and then we'll go to the party about eleven or so, nice. and then uh, what 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 else? It's your first visit to Canada. What do what do we gotta? Um, I don't I don't know. I I just go to the conventions and then I go home. Yeah, I don't. I'm just That's, I'm I'm dude, here for work. I understand, dude. Uh, Twenty years of professional wrestling, driving driving to shows in in uh, like. New York and Philadelphia yeah. and Cincinnati and, and, and Detroit and all these, you know, Midwest and the East Coast. And 
never seeing the city, seeing, yeah. you know, driving, for, <laughs> take the highway, get to the building, work oh. the show, turn around, drive home. Like I My mean, first uh, trip to New York for New York Comic Con, we're yeah. walking around. I don't know where the fuck we are, but like, and like, I think Jason Martin or somebody, I, I've already been drinking, but like... <laughs> I had some pizza that was shit, and I was like, this is New York pizza? And they're like, no, not really. And I'm like, then why the fuck are we here? And then we're walking, and they're like, dude, look up. And I'm like, what? They're like, Eiffel Tower. And I was like, all right. Eiffel Tower? <laughs> yeah, or whatever the fuck it is. Some tall fucking building in New York. And they're like, look at that. Here's that fucking whatever fucking building. <laughs> and I Empire was like, State Building? Yeah, yeah. So Empire was, State Building. Wrong fucking yeah. Wrong yeah. fucking continent. Wrong, <laughs> wrong fucking continent. Yeah, they're like, Empire State Building. I was like, I was like, all right, and then that was it. <laughs> all right, and what I, about yeah. the pizza? <laughs> and then the pizza was, I was like, dude, so this is pizza? They're like, no, not really. I'm like, then why did we fucking come here? I always, I always take a, an extra day when I go to uh, New York Comic Con now because I, I want to be able to. Well, my go thing, out and do stuff. my yeah. thing is for New York Comic Con, people, I need people to bring me uh, White Castle and fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Dude. Oh I man, tried White Castle once and I almost threw up. My where brain. did you eat it at? Uh, Chicago. Your, dude, your I had innards. White Castle in Chicago so, and it was uh, good. I the first time White I had White Castle. Castle was in Kentucky and it was disgusting. It wasn't meat; it was like a gray matter. It's weird. It was yeah. mashed into yeah. a bun. But fucking it's paper mache, dude. White Castle in New York is delicious. Nah, no interest in White Castle, man. <laughs> Yeah. Tell people bring me thirty dollars of White Castle. W bring me a W W an elegant weapon dot C A. I guess the Canada is for the C A is for Canada. I guess we're getting. Well, it, I guess we're getting in our plugs. Just, I'm, I'm too goddamn tired and need to drive home to the All right. saga now. And uh, for me, uh, handsomegeniusclub.com will lead you to my website where the podcast is posted. You can also find it at rutgazer.com and uh, check out aristocratscomics.com and get the uh, get the skinny, get the poop, get the four one one on my uh, upcoming publishing ventures. And uh, uh, Dan, you got a website? Yes, uh, zombietrampcomic.com, and that will take you also to all my socials. Oh, yeah, all the social media. Out of the box socials. <laughs> all the socials. Seriously, all the though, socials. Anthony, well, I'll post. Thank you so much I'll, for having us on your return show. I, I, yeah, I'm glad to, uh, so get, one, to get, get one under the belt and That's then, you know. great that you're back. I what the heck? What are you doing? So totally missed you. I know a guy, and that's his exact voice. Uh, so thank you for listening from uh, from An Elegant Weapon and the Handsome Genius Club podcast. Um, I don't know. See you next week. Bye. Take it easy. Bye.